Psalm 62. Let's stand again, please, and we're going to read this psalm. We're going to read the whole thing through and then have prayer. Psalm 62, a great psalm of encouragement. It tells you in the title. Uh, it doesn't always give us this information, but it's one of David's psalms, a psalm of David in Psalm 62. And it begins in verse 1. Truly, my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? Now David shifts from praising God and honoring God to thinking about um, those who are critical and those who would oppose. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? Will you, sh you shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing wall shall you be and as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Selah. Now he goes back to his original point. My soul, wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in Him at all times. Ye people, pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. Surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression and believe and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy. Thank God for that. For thou renderest to every man according to his work. Our Father, we thank you tonight again for letting us be here. We thank you for the Bible that's before us. We pray that as we study together and just look at some various things in this passage, that, Lord, you'd help us, you'd encourage us, you'd speak to us through your word. Lord, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for the privilege of studying it and learning it, hiding it in our heart. But we want to live by it. We want to be strengthened by it, and not just by it, but by you. Through it, We pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Several times in this psalm, David refers to God as his salvation. In verse 1, he says, Truly my soul waiteth upon God, from him cometh my salvation. In verse 2 it says, He only is my rock and my salvation. In verse 6 he said, He only is my rock and my salvation. In verse 7 it says, In God is my salvation. So God is His salvation. And I want to speak on that subject tonight, my salvation. God is my 
salvation. Now, let me just uh, ask for your uh, special attention as we talk about this tonight because I want to I want to answer the question: What is salvation? Because uh, the the word here found numerous times in this psalm is actually found over 150 times in the Old Testament. This word salvation. Now what is salvation? The Hebrew word that's translated here as salvation and all these other times is Yeshua. In the English that word would be spelled Y-E-S-H-U-A, Yeshua. And the word means, Yeshua means the Lord saves. That's why it's translated as salvation. My sal the Lord saves. The Lord is my salvation. Now, if I were, without this introduction, if I were to ask most people, what do you think salvation is in the Bible? And we'd probably say something like this. Salvation is when a person puts your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Salvation is when a person is born again. Salvation is when a person is converted. Uh, salvation is when a person uh, becomes a Christian. And that's very true. That is a part of what salvation is. But... It means more than just being saved from your sins. When we could see this in this passage, if you were to take the time and look up all this over a hundred times is found in the Old Testament, you'd find that it speaks, it used the word salvation in a variety of different applications. Sometimes it means deliverance. The Lord is my salvation. He delivers me. Sometimes it means victory. He gives me the victory. Sometimes it means protection. The Lord protects me. Sometimes it means He helps me. Sometimes it means health. Health. Let's, let's just look at a couple of them to illustrate the point. We'll come back here to Psalm 62 and spend our time there. But go to the book of Exodus for a minute. In Exodus chapter 14... This is when God delivered... His people out of the Egyptian bondage. They'd been, they'd been slaves in Egypt for 400 years. God delivered them. And when God delivered them, they left, they, they left with the permission of Pharaoh. They left Egypt. And in Exodus uh, chapter 14, we have the record of when Pharaoh's army, the Egyptian army, is, is pressing upon Israel like they're going to, to conquer them. So look in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. It says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today for the Egyptians, whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. So he said, watch and see the salvation of the Lord. Now this is, not, this is not them getting their sins forgiven. This is not them having some kind of a spiritual experience with God. This is, this is the salvation from the Egyptian army. This is salvation from a situation that was larger than they could, larger than they could handle. And if you look in Exodus chapter 15... In the first part of the chapter, after this great victory, when the, when the walls of water of the Red Sea drowned all the Egyptian army, 
Then Moses sang this song in Exodus 15.1. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. God threw him into the sea. The horse, the rider, the chariots, God destroyed him. Verse 2, the Lord is my strength and song, and he is become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him a habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name, and we could read on. But the point is, what does salvation mean? It means, if you say, the Lord is my salvation, in the Bible sense, it doesn't just mean he forgives my sins. And I'm not minimizing that. It means much more than that. It can mean much more than that. I go much further over into the Old Testament to the book of 1 Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, which will be very familiar to most of you, and great passage of the scripture, it's when um, Hannah's praying for God to give her a son. In, in 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 11, it says, and she vowed a vow, 1 Samuel chapter 1, Verse 11, And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaiden, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. <coughs> so that's her prayer. She's begging God to give her a son. And if you look at further over in chapter 1 and verse 20, God answered her prayer. In 1 Samuel 1.20, Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come about, after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son, <coughs> pardon me, and uh, called his name Samuel, saying, Because I've asked him of the Lord. God heard her prayer. And in chapter 2 and verse 1, let's just read a verse or two. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord, mine horn is in all, exalted in the Lord, my mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. I rejoice in thy salvation. And what was the salvation that she was referring to? God heard her prayer and answered her prayer and gave her a boy and, and God did a great work for her. So it's a, she, she referred that as the Lord's salvation. Uh, let's go back to the Psalms, and if you're in Psalm 62, just go right back there, but go to the right a little bit more in Psalm 68. Just a couple more references, and then we'll go back to Psalm 62. In Psalm 68, in verse 19, again a Psalm of David, he said in verse 19, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. He, he blesses us every day, many times I'm sure with things that we don't even recognize, even the God of our salvation. In, in the next chapter, Psalm 69 and verse 29, I am poor and sorrowful. Let thy salvation, O God, set me up on high. It's a prayer of his. Let your salvation set me up on high. That doesn't mean salvation being forgiveness of sin, the new birth, conversion. No, it's, it's God working in his life, God answering his prayer, God helping him. That's what salvation means. I hope you get the point. Salvation is not just 
the new birth. It's not just what happens when a person receives Christ as their Savior. In Psalm 62, David said, The Lord is my salvation. Let's just look at a few things in Psalm 62, and we'll be brief about this tonight. But look in verse 2, it says, He only is my rock and my salvation. God is my rock. He's my, he's my stabilizing presence and force. As a matter of fact, verse 2 goes on to say, He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Might have been the motivation of that song in our hymn book. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Uh, he, what is it that gives a person stability? It's God who does. God is our salvation. God can help us be strong. God, as our theme is, God can help us stand and not be moved. Look in verse 6. He only is my rock. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a little pebble. That's a boulder. God is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Makes you want to sing that song, doesn't it? God is our salvation. He helps me stand. When we think we're too weary, we think we're too weak, we think we're overwhelmed, He helps us stand. He's a rock. We may not feel like a rock, but He's a rock, and He's our salvation. Amen. In verse 7 of Psalm 62, it says, And God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength. He gives me strength. He's the rock of my strength, and it says, My refuge is in God. He keeps me safe. In verse 8 it says, Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge. He's our hiding place. It says that in another place in the Psalms. He's our hiding place. So the point that the psalmist is making here is God is our, our salvation. Not just save, saving us from our sins, but saving us from our trouble, saving us in our trouble. Saving us from times of difficulty. Saving us in times of fear. God is our salvation. Isn't it, would it be a shame for a person, knowing what we've just looked at in the Bible, to think that yes, God is wonderful and merciful and gracious and He can forgive me my sins because of the death of Christ on the cross. I can be redeemed. I can be forgiven. I can be changed. I can be saved. That's a Bible word. What? What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be, what? Saved. It's a Bible word, to be saved. We, we, it, would it be tragic though for a person to say, God is the one who saved me from my sins, but he can't help me in all the rest of the problems of my life. No, he's, he's our salvation. He can give us peace. He can give us wisdom. He can give us strength. And so in this context of Psalm 62 and talking about the Lord being our salvation, I want us to spend a moment on verse 11 because it pertains to this, this message, this context that the David is giving us in his psalm. Verse 11 says, God hath spoken once. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm sure I don't understand all that that means, but I think it's repeated for emphasis, but also... You know, just to get the point across, all power is given unto God. God has all power. Power belongeth unto God. This, the God who is our salvation to help us in all these different areas of our life, He is all powerful. By the way, we need His power. We need His power. 
to stand in troublesome times and circumstances, we need his power. We're not alone. We don't have to do it on our own. Aren't you glad about that? Amen. When we face times of trials and testing and temp temptations, he has the power to help us to serve the Lord in a way that is acceptable to him. He gives us the power to do that. He has the power. When it comes to witnessing, talking to other people, you know, the Bible's very clear about this. Acts 1, 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He gives us the power. You say, well, I could never talk to somebody like that. He gives us the power to do what he wants us to do. He has all power. He gives us the power to conquer habits that we, we, we think, well, I could never, I've been doing this, my dad did this, my grandfather did this, I've been doing this, I just don't think I can ever overcome it. He gives us the power to conquer habits. Amen. He gives us the power to overcome our fears, things that we worry about, things that we fret over. He, he gives us the power to lead our families in a godly way. He gives us that power to strengthen our homes. He gives us the power to forgive people who've hurt us. God has all this power. And He is our salvation. He helps us when we're under spiritual attack. When the devil is coming against us and lying to us and causing us to question things. We don't have the power, but God has the power. He has all power, and He's our salvation. You know, when we're trying to distance ourselves from our past or mistakes that we've made, we say, well, I, I just... I feel like every time I take one step forward, I take two steps back, and I just want to encourage you to know that He's our salvation, and He gives us the power to do it. God is our salvation. We can't win without Him, but we can't lose with Him because He's our power, and we need His power. We need His power as we serve the Lord. We need His power in ministry. Only God can open the eyes of the blind. Only God can convict sinners of their lost condition. Only God can work in people's hearts. I mean, a man might be able to come up with a sermon and come up with a, an emotional story and tug at the heartstrings of a person maybe, but that doesn't change a person's heart. But God changes people's hearts. From the inside out, God can do that. Our missionaries need God's power. They need His grace as they labor, and we need His grace as we labor. We hear often requests about praying for different ministries, praying for ministries in the jails or ministries in the prisons. God, we need God's help. Amen. And God is our salvation. God has all power. Amen. We need His help in this community. In case you hadn't noticed, this community could use a spiritual awakening, but we can't provide it, but God can. Amen. God can. So we see in this pas passage in Psalm 62, number one, God is our salvation in many more ways than we probably sometimes realize. And the second thing we see is that He has the power. God has the power. There's no power failures or no power shortage with God. Amen. Amen. And the third thing we see, and the last thing we'll look at tonight is, it's God's will that we trust Him. Look in verse one, if you would, again. Truly, my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. David didn't say, I'm waiting on men. I'm waiting on people. I'm waiting on circumstances to be favorable. He said, no, I'm waiting on God. 
It's God's will that we trust Him. My soul waiteth upon God because my salvation comes from Him. <clears throat> when you and I need strength, when we need comfort, when we need peace, when we need confidence in the Lord, we wait on the Lord because our salvation comes from Him. In verse 5, he says similar thing, but in a little different way. He says, My soul, wait thou only upon God. That, I have that word only emphasized in my mind. Wait thou only upon God, because look what he says. For my expectation is from Him. My expectation is not in people. He said, my expectation is not in what people can do. My expectation is in Him, and my soul is waiting only upon God. Verse 8, he says, trust in Him at all times. Trust in Him at all times. And then he says, you people pour out your heart before Him. It's very common. It's very natural when we have problems to put our trust in people or get frustrated with people. We all do it. And forget about the fact that we're supposed to be waiting on God, only upon God, trusting in the Lord, pouring out our heart before God, seeking Him. And verse 9 and 10 Let's read these again, these two verses again, and notice how it kind of fits into what we're saying. Surely men of low degree are vanity, and men of high degree are a lie. People who are, have very little are people who have a lot. People who are not looked up to and people who are looked up to a great deal. One of them is vanity and the other is a lie. Not much difference in them, is there? That's like the Republicans and the Democrats. Not much difference in them sometimes. He said, to be laid in the balance. Put, put, put the people that are in low degree, they're not people that are respected or looked up to or people of means. Those are in high degree. Maybe they're in position. Maybe they have authority. Maybe they're respected. Put, put them in a balance. Put one, both, one of them, the low degree and the high degree, and put them on the scale, and notice what he says, they are altogether lighter than vanity. Vanity is emptiness. Vanity is nothing. Vanity is, they're all, and he said, you put them in there, they're all, all together, they're vanity. And then he says in verse 10, trust not in oppression, don't try to make something happen. Become not vain in robbery. If riches do increase, if riches increase, set not your heart up and on them. What is he saying? Don't trust in men. Don't trust in money. Don't trust in what we can do. What we're, we're supposed to be trusting in the Lord. Our salvation is not in people. It's in God. Our salvation is in the Lord. And that very next verse then that we emphasize, God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. We've all heard people say, well, so-and-so let me down, people let me down. And I've known people that have really gotten sort of uh, sidetracked spiritually because somebody let them down. Be careful how much confidence you put in men. 
Let's put our confidence in God. Let's put our expectation in God. God is our salvation. You say, well, I know I'm saved, but I've got this problem with my, with this, with my family member or with my finances, or I've got this problem with what somebody said about me and did something, and I got hurt long. I got all these situations. I know God saved me from my sins, but what am I doing about all this other stuff? God is your salvation for that too. He's your salvation. And He has all power. Aren't you glad? All power. And it's His will that we trust Him. What we want to do is trust Him because He is our salvation. Now, if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that is the most important thing for you to think about tonight. Because without Him, you're lost. No matter how many times you come to church, no matter how many times you read your Bible, no matter how many camps you've been to, if you've not been born again, you're lost. And you need Christ. And He is your salvation. The church is not your salvation. Good works is not your salvation. Baptism is not your salvation. Church membership is not your salvation. He is your salvation. He that hath the Son hath life. You don't need religion, they need Him. And you can't, you can't add anything to that, you can't improve on it. If you don't have Him, you don't have life. But when you get Him, you get life. Eternal life. It's a gift. And if you're not saved, you ought to come to Him tonight. Wouldn't this be a great night for a person to get saved? Absolutely. God is your salvation. None of, us, when we, none of us, when we leave this life and go to heaven, if you're saved, you go to heaven, God's not going to say, what did you do to merit getting in heaven? No, you won't be If you're there, it's not because of anything you did to merit. It's because you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Amen? So you ought to do that tonight. You ought to think about that tonight. We're here to help you do that. You think, so a person gets saved on Wednesday night? A person gets saved any time they put their faith in Jesus Christ for their salvation. You ought to come tonight. But if you are saved, if you've been born again, my prayer tonight is that we'll see that God is our salvation and He has all power and He wants us to trust Him. Not men, trust Him. Amen.